Because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach, an infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now, or maybe someone close to you is, then this podcast is for you. Here we are all about being raw, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited you're here. This week, if you live in America, this week is Thanksgiving week, and it's kind of our big kickoff into the holiday season. And the holiday season can be really icky and junky this time of year when you're going through infertility or you're experiencing a loss or, or really just in the wait. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my experience going through another holiday season and give you some tips and tricks of how to handle the holidays when it can be just something you super, super dread. Some of them are actually really good tips and some of them are snarky and funny tips and other ones are just maybe something that you can do with your partner or your spouse and maybe other people in your infertility group that will lighten the mood a little bit. So my, I need to apologize. No, I'm not going to freaking apologize. I'm not, I don't apologize. I'm not apologizing for this. So I'm in Arizona right now with my girlfriends. I am having a blast. Last night we stayed up late. I mean, 1130. We stayed up late and we sang karaoke, but I can just hear as I'm talking to you like this there's a raspy voice, but totally fine. We're gonna it's we're gonna get through this. So anyway, that is why I sound like this. If I just sound a little bit different, it's because I was belting out really horribly, by the way. I was singing karaoke last night. Side note, never sing Shania. Nope. Sing Shania Twain. Never sing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You at the end of the night after you've been screaming. And like I don't have like a really good voice. And I don't really know a lot of things about music. So anyway, <laughs> it was really freaking funny. So we're feeling a little silly about that, but it was a really good laugh for all of us that that is something we shouldn't have done. Okay, so back to the holidays. The holidays are this time of year where you can feel all these cozy feelings, like moments of excitement and anticipation. For those of us who have had like happy childhood memories, we think of the holidays that come with traditions that fill our memories. And we anticipate that, that same feeling to flood into us with like a sense of nostalgia. But for those of us going through grief, the holidays are a whole different beast. We go in there with a lot of dread, a lot of sadness. And so whatever the holiday history is for you, wherever you're at in your journey, it's hard for us to deny that the holiday is a time where we put newfound hopes in what this time of year will look like. With the strive for it to be something more, something to fill our souls with the love of those around us, you know, maybe you are like that, maybe you're not. 
But when you are wanting so bad to have a baby in your weight, following a loss, maybe it's been a year or maybe you're just at the start of your fertility journey. But all you want is that baby in your uterus or in your arms that can lead to a super difficult holiday season. For me, when the holidays would come back around, it was just another marker, another staunch reminder that it was another year that had gone by without a baby, another milestone that was not met, another holiday where I watch my nieces and my nephews where I watch, I see all the posts of how adorable everyone's kids look in their outfits on Thanksgiving or in their Christmas outfits and their matching jammies. There was always a feeling of emptiness on top of the joy and anticipation of the holiday. And it can be hard, really stinking hard. But regardless of where you are mentally at before the holidays, Like The holidays are going to come and your family is going to want you to be present and you are going to want to celebrate and engage in the festivities. Maybe even get that hint of what it was like when you were younger, which leads me to giving you the tips and tricks to survive the holidays when you're feeling the heaviness of infertility. So one, when you're going into the holiday and you're feeling this heaviness, admit it. Admit the hurt to yourself, to God, to your spouse, to your journal. I am feeling empty. I am feeling hurt because you can't heal. You won't heal. You won't move forward. You probably won't even enjoy yourself if you don't admit that you are feeling hurt or heavy or whatever it is you're feeling. So admit it to yourself, to those around you. Admit the icky feeling in your pit about going through the holidays again. For me, it was admitting that I felt very unworthy or I I thought I wasn't good enough, that I was hurt, that I was sad. Next, well, I'm always going to tell you to take care of yourself, but number two is take care of yourself. Keep any of your healthy habits up. Don't like... You're able to indulge if you like. You'll hear a lot of people saying, don't overindulge, like do this, do that. And I agree to an extent. I used to be so wrapped up that I would gain 10 pounds during the holidays. You know, sometimes I gain five. Keep your healthy habits that you do have. And if you don't have any healthy habits and you want some, go sign up for my giveaway right now. So if you're listening to this before December 3rd, of 2022, I am doing a month of free coaching to three separate women. And so all you have to do is go to my website, www.andreahensrud.com. There'll be a pop-up. You sign up there and you'll automatically get entered into a drawing for one month of free coaching with me. Okay. But that's, that's a side note. Um, keep up any of the healthy habits that you have, but you guys, it is important. So important. It's more important what you eat between New Year's and Christmas than what you eat between Christmas and New Year's. Does that make sense? So that chunk of time between Christmas and New Year's is much smaller than the chunk of time between New Year's and Christmas and even Thanksgiving. So it's more important what you eat between those times than what you eat on those days. So you know what? If you want to indulge and overindulge, I give you permission. That's okay. However, 
tips to help you not feeling so icky and gunky and junky is eating to just 80% full instead of overstuffing yourself to like 110% full, 150% full, right? Stop eating at 80% full. And then when you're hungry again, you can fill your body with whatever it is that you want and you need. And that's okay. Because come the next time around, come, you know, January 1 or whatever, whatever it is in your brain, we have those healthy habits that we will continue to use. Like if you're a person that eats three vegetables a day, still eat them over the holidays. If you want the damn cheesecake five times, eat the damn cheesecake five times. If you want four glasses of wine, drink four glasses of wine. It's okay. Just don't make a habit of it. Number three is... If someone asks you about kids, coming up with a few ways that you can respond. So there's three different ways that you can respond. One of them is you can ignore them and change the subject. The next one is is you can be vulnerable and just share with them what's truly going on as much, I guess, as you want. And the third one is, is you can be snarky and rude. So kind of fit what vibes with you, who you are. There's no wrong way. It's fine. You get to be you in this situation. So examples for if you want to ignore and change the subject, here are a few ways to talk about that. So they come up to you and they're like, when are you going to have kids? And you can just say like, hey, did you hear that? And update them on anything interesting in the news that's going on. Like, you know, New York got all this snow or I'm going to Arizona soon or my husband got a promotion. Whatever it is, think of a topic that is like news or sharing worthy and maybe you can even pick something controversial like anything to really shift the conversation that will be captivating to them so that they will shift away from them or you can simply get the conversation going around them and then leave you know if it's just the two of you you can say oh my gosh I just forgot I need to blank and then just say excuse me for a minute and then you know just don't come back. The next way is, is if you choose the more vulnerable answer, here's a few phrases that I've used or that you could use is we would really love a family right now. We can't wait for it to happen for us. Or we are actually working towards that right now. And it's just taking longer than expected. Or, you know, we wish we knew we'd love kids like today. So that usually will just kind of stop it. And if they say, oh, are you having trouble? It's up to you. Like, yes, we are doctoring or yep, it's been about a year. You know, we don't need any advice. It's just that's about where we're at right now. We have a lot of people on my team because a lot of you do have a lot of people on your team. I have a lot of people on my team supporting me with this right now. And the last one is hilarious. So you can be just really snarky and rude if you want to. You could answer with like, when the doctor knocks me up for about 30K, we will. Or after I see Wanda about 19 more times and can give myself that trigger shot to see if the sperm sticks this time. Or like, well, a scheduled sex isn't working, so we will probably just turkey base them right up there this time. The other one, too, is like, I'm taking donations to get knocked up if you'd like to donate. Otherwise, please don't ask me. Or honestly, the last one is like, okay, every time you ask me, you have to donate $50 to the knock me up fund. Okay. There's this other thing you can do too. So, you know, besides answering, like kind of figuring out a plan of how to answer people because the topic's going to come up. There is something called infertility bingo. And I have the link in the bio 
if you're kind of a funny person or you enjoy if you enjoy having a little bit more fun around it, there's bingo cards. There's two separate ones that like can be between you and your spouse. And it's all about different things that people will say to you because they're so uncomfortable with infertility or they don't really know how to answer you. And so you have to like mark it off and then whoever gets a bingo first gets whatever prize that you guys put. Like they get the first glass of really delicious wine that you guys like picked out like a special reserve bottle for you guys or maybe the other person has to rub their back or do the dishes whatever it is you guys get to choose that but it's really funny it's like you know just relax or take a vacation why don't you just adopt you can have my kids like those types of things the next one is honestly consider putting some limits up like put a time limit on your visit to Christmas or the family or whatever it is. Because if it's it's a situation that you're highly uncomfortable with or if your cousin Susie is there and she's seven months pregnant, you know, she just walks down the hallway and gets knocked up. Those types of things like it's OK to set a limit. It's OK to show up and set a limit on how long you're going to be there. Consider setting the limits that you feel like you need to set the limits with. Also, schedule some sibling time. So if your brother has five kids, some on purpose, some on not on purpose, and you're like best friends with him, ask to have him go out to the bar or something where it can just be you and him or your spouse and him and his spouse. And it's just like an adult time together, like set or schedule some times with the adults in your life that you really want to see without the reminder that you are struggling with infertility. The next one is, is schedule something honestly to look forward to, whether that's a massage or getting your hair done, or just something that excites you and something for you to look forward to during this time as well. And with that, prioritize joy. Make sure you add the things to your calendar that are important to you, that are the most meaningful for you over Christmas. Don't let infertility steal the joy from you during this really amazing season. And remember the reason for this season, right? It's that God came down to earth for us. So you've got this. You can do this. And I'll be rooting for you. Okay, so. For those of you who aren't following me yet, you can find me on Instagram at her.infertile.myrtle. And you can check out my website too. It has everything linked there, um, www.andreahensrude.com. So I can't wait to talk to you. Let me know what you think about today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen. Those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. You are brave for trying. Can't wait to talk soon.